and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman. And as always, I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Shook Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, hello. How's it going? It's going well, and I'm quite excited about our topic today. We are actually going to dive into a little bit more. We've, we've talked about this on a few episodes, but I think it is a subject that I constantly get asked about, and I am teaching my clients a lot about, and I think it's just something we can't talk enough about, really. And that's really, how do we better manage our energy? Because I think as women, we are exhausting our energy and then we're struggling to get back on top of it and then we're exhausting our energy and then we're struggling to get back on top of it. And it's really hard to operate a business and family and our lives and our well-being um, when we don't know how to better manage our energy. Yes, Ugh, it is such an important topic and one that I find people are hungry to discuss because I think people are aware, they're aware of their fatigue right? They're aware Mm. of their exhaustion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we're not quite sure what we do with it. Or we have been, I think, conditioned to believe that it's so normal that that's why we wear it as a badge, like the busy badge and the I'm fine and oh my gosh, but I'm so busy. It's just I'm exhausted. I don't know. This like becomes sort of the cultural norm to just talk about how exhausted we are. Um, But do we really want that? Is it what we need to be doing? And how can we look at our energy management in a different way? I think this is a always a good topic and one that we can take from, you know, different angles every time we talk about it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's something we have to learn to practice and to manage and to work with in a business. Like you cannot operate a successful, sustainable business if you don't know how to manage your energy. It is inevitable that you will burn out, that you will, you know, die of exhaustion, that your business will fail because of it. Like this is such an important topic and not very many people are really discussing it. You see more wellness practitioners or health people discussing it, but very few business people are discussing that importance of energy management. And I think because the masculine paradigm has been so, um, you know, used as the scale for business, it's like, push yourself, go, 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 drain yourself of all things, but get it done. Check it off your list. Accomplishment, accomplishment, accomplishment. And we're finding for women, this doesn't work. Yeah. And we come with all the different roles. We've been taking care of people in our lives, whether it's our children or our aging parents or people around us. And so many women leave the C-suite thinking that they're leaving those long hours to launch their own business and it'll be just easier because they don't have a boss or some sort of external structure um, demanding those hours of them. But what people don't realize is that 
they created habits like that's habitual patterns mm. too that you create in certain environments and even though you might not have enjoyed it you go and you launch your own business if you're not mindful and conscious about how you're going to spend your time then you can recreate that in our start that whole you know startup culture um we're just killing it we're just gonna you know all the language that you hear in the entrepreneurial mm. world it is a message of just push through keep doing it and women often feel that they're just somehow inadequate. Instead of questioning mm. the actual time and hours in that culture of push, 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 we think it's person. We personalize it. We start thinking it's a flaw within our own time yes. management. We start just picking up more time management books. Like, oh, I yeah. just need to schedule better, and I just need to do this. I'm just, you know. <laughs> and yes. yeah. And it, I yeah. think it's and I- a different issue. And I think, you know, that's another thing in general is we're always looking for tactics and what can we add on and what can we, what are strategies? But sometimes it's about awareness. Like I think so few people are really aware of their own personal energy and how it flows. And because it's different for everyone. Some people have really high levels of energy. Some people have low levels of energy. Some people are more extroverted. Some people more introverted. Some people get their energy from different things. Some people have things in their lives that take a huge amount of capacity. So then they have low capacity for business. Like I think it's all different for each individual. And one of the things I find is so important is that we actually have to become aware of our personal energy and how it flows. And, you know, oftentimes I talk about like, no matter what, everyone has sort of a a small ebb and flow in their energy, right? We have, especially as women, we have down times, you know, maybe when we're on our period or different things are happening, we'll have these down times where our energy is just naturally low. And then we have a little bit of time where our energy is naturally high. And we go through these cycles that are ebb and flows. But what I think people don't realize is that if you're managing that well, then it's it's like a minor ebb and flow. But because we're most of us are not managing it well, we have major ebb and flows. So it's like we, we go up, 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 push, 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 and then crash way down instead of being able to have more of a minor ebb and flow. Yes. Yes. And two things that I think of one is the value of time in nature. This is one of the reasons why when you ask people, how do they start to reset or how, when do they feel better? It's because they say they go on walks or spend time in nature. Mm -hmm. And this is something I remind my clients all the time. It's because nature knows that rhythm. It has Mm. the ebb and the flow of expansion and contraction, and it just naturally occurs. You know, the ocean, people are not going to just, you know, we don't have the ability to stop the ebb and the flow. The ocean pulls the way that the moon has this way of pulling in and interacting, but it's just constantly expanding and moving and um, changing. And we don't really follow those natural rhythms. We use our force and our will to interrupt rhythms, to push when we should be sleeping, to um, keep going when we should be stopping. And then we collapse, like you said. Yes. Then we have, you know, just this, this really high, high and very low lows. And I think that a point, the other, the second thing that you made me think of is the personal knowledge of our own rhythm, understanding everyone's going to be different. Everyone's energy yeah. management has, yes, the expansion and contraction, because we all have nervous systems that operate in that way, but everyone's going to kind of have their unique way that they flow, like what works, what wasn't, doesn't work. If they're an early person, you know, an early bird or a late night owl. And one of the challenges is that we take, I think an external 
um, model for what business looks like. You know, mm-hmm. this is what it means to be an entrepreneur. This is what it's going to be like. This is my, these are my hours. This is what I'm going to have to do. And they don't actually stop and think about, and I know you talk about this all the time, Sonia. So your clients probably do have that fortunate, um, advice from you, but craft a business that's actually an alignment with your energy flow as you begin a business. You think about it. Like, what does it need? Yep. What is, what's, how does that fit with me? And who am I going to have to hire maybe to do some of those things that don't fit with my natural rhythm or, you know, just really thinking of it in that way. Yeah. And I think it's like an ongoing practice because, you know, we change as we're running our businesses, you know, our kids needs change, our families needs change. And I think, you know, it's always this thing we should be evaluating. I know that the way that I could manage my energy even three years ago is not the way that I can really manage it now. And, you know, as we grow and shift and change as beings, we need to be aware of how is our energy also shifting and what does that mean for our business? How do we design it to fit more of who we are and to, to work with our energy. And so I'm always sort of changing my schedules. I'm always noticing when my energy is off, you know, why have I been getting so much more exhausted lately? And then I have to sit down and kind of look at how can I redo my business? How can I sort of structure it differently? Just make little tweaks in my schedule even, or am I doing something that is triggering some of that, you know, um, lack of management? Like I'm not paying attention. I'm staying up too late. I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not eating. Or, you know, maybe I'm, I'm still feeling responsible for people and therefore I'm giving too much of my energy. So I think, you know, it really comes down to this awareness of where first, where is our natural ebb and flow? Because if we don't have a baseline, it's really hard to know uh, when we go off of that baseline. So, you know, what's our natural flow? Like some days I'm naturally tired. Some days I'm sort of naturally like, yes, let's go out and get stuff done. You know, how can I better follow that flow? I think this is such a really important thing that not enough business owners sit and really contemplate. Yes. And so true. It's going to change. You know, we've both been in business um, over a decade, you longer than me. And it's going to be like that where you have to mm. look, well, did I just have a baby? Okay. <laughs> you know, so, so business is going to be a little bit different right now. Um, yeah. All the different things that come or you have, a, you know, just a health crisis, something happens and you're not as healthy as you were and your body needs extra care and you need extra nourishment. Mm. Um, and something that I talk about with my clients all the time, because most of my clients right now are entrepreneurs and yet usually they present with their business challenges and some sort of health challenge. Like that's what I'm noticing a lot. It's like a health issue is coming up and I used to be able to push through it and I was running my business and then now like my body and I'm angry at my body because it's betraying me. Right. He's like, actually it's just time. It's time because you've been pushing and pushing all this, um, through all this time. And now your body needs you to listen. And, and I try to help break it down of the energy that it takes to hold on to unprocessed emotion is like carrying an extra ball and chain around with you. It's like you're carrying a 10 pound weight. Like you're going to the gym all the time, but not because you're really not flexing muscles and you're not even building resilience. You're just carrying that extra weight and your body's 
working that much harder. And people don't understand because they can't see it. Um, and it's not something that they're often conscious about, that that mm. emotional hurt or, um, you know, a loss or grief that you haven't had a chance to resolve because it happened right when you launched your business or postpartum depression that happened after your baby was born, but you really didn't have chance to fully process that because you had to go on and do your business. So there's only so long we can go with that emotional weight before it's time to look at that. And your body is the way that it tells you. Your body's the one usually that's the whistleblower, you know? Yeah. And it's so interesting because I think, you know, we also, we have to sort of look at two things as well that I think are really important. One is like you said, we have a lot of sort of emotional baggage, even physical baggage, you know, maybe it's our health or body things we haven't taken care of over the years. And so we have all this sort of baggage that we've carried that hasn't yet been integrated, but partly because we keep putting it on the shelf. Oh, well, I'll deal with that next month, next year. Once I'm not so busy, once my kids are grown, it's like all this stuff we kind of put on the shelf. That's one thing. But I I think the other thing that I also want to look at is how are we operating on a day-to-day basis? Because if we're allowing more space, if we're allowing more flow, if we're managing our energy properly, then we allow for the integration as things come up and we stop storing so much stuff by putting it on the shelf over and over again. And I think we don't talk enough about that. It's always like, okay, later, okay, later. And I know for myself, and you know, maybe you might relate as well, Laura, I burnt my adrenals out. I burnt my life out. One of the reasons I'm so passionate about helping women create sustainable businesses, helping them get the most return on effort, helping them simplify, helping them with self-care is because I burnt the hell out of myself in the last two decades. Like, you know, I pushed my adrenals and my body to the absolute max and it no longer is holding me in the way that it used to. I mean, I can have do one tiny thing and my body goes completely out of whack. Whereas before, you know, I could push for months and months and months. And, and so it's like, you know, a lot of women are in that space where they're pushing, 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 and they're not finding an effective way to manage on a day-to-day basis. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. So it is the emotional past things that might've been there that you've just continued to put on the shelf. And then there's the day-to-day stressors and new events that are happening in your life. And if you're not learning how to integrate and how to sit with That's something that you'll hear people say more often in wellness right now is learning how to sit with, how Mm. to be with discomfort and be with the sense of groundlessness and uncertainty that is the essence of life. And that once we learn to sit with things, we realize, oh, wait, it didn't completely overwhelm me. It was uncomfortable. I didn't necessarily enjoy that feeling, but now I'm on the other side of it. I'm like, I can kind of feel that it shifted. I stayed with it long enough to know that nothing does stay, which means negative emotions also change. And things are constantly, what's that word? They're, um, yeah, they're just this, like the fact that life is not something constant. That means your negative emotions are not constant. Like in a moment, you're going to see something that's going to make you smile or you're going to feel something and that feels like love. And I don't think that we in our culture talk enough about that it's okay to feel pain. It's okay to yeah. sit with discomfort, that you're not going to somehow spiral into darkness by just allowing yourself to sit. And it 
doesn't really surprise me when you think about like this huge uh, focus on self-help in the last couple decades has been positive psychology, which I love. There's so many really great things that have come out of that movement. Mm. But one of the shadow sides of that is that people feel like they always have to be then positive, always positive. And it's like, where's the room for just being sad or just feeling not okay? Yeah. And I can't tell you how many women come to, into the program with me as well. And they've got that, you know, positiveness. I'm just trying to be positive affirmations, you know, all of these things. And then I'm like, actually that is sabotaging your success and they don't get it. They, you know, it takes them time to have to, to work through that. And I'm like, I actually want you to feel the pain underneath. I want you to feel the discomfort when something comes, don't resist it. I want you just to be with it. And there's been so much transformation that happens in that process. But, you know, there's, there's, yeah, we're so trained. There's so much resistance to pain. And I know I feel that as well. Like I'll get a body ache or pain and I'm like, Oh, I just want to feel good. You know, I just want everything to flow. I just want to be able to get my stuff done, you know? (laughs) And so I think there's that initial resistance and it's a practice. Like I have to, you know, tell myself, okay, it's okay. Just slow down. Just be with it it's okay to rest. It's okay to, to move with it, you know? And I think that's the, the challenge is that we're resisting things. And so I talk a a lot about, there's, there's some different people that I've worked with who struggle with their menstrual cycle as an example. And I think, you know, instead of resisting every time it comes and resisting the pain, resisting being tired and all of that, stop fighting it. Just be with it. Just let it, whatever it is, it is. Just let it be there. Just let yourself be there. Minimize what you're doing in your business. Minimize what you're doing in your life and just allow that ability to be with it and stop resisting it because it's that so much energy to resist the things that come in our lives that are uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And I've gotten lately where that first couple of days of my period, I give myself permission. I almost, I wouldn't go so far as to say I look forward to it, but I would say like, I'm almost relieved when I have that acknowledgement of, oh, that's what's Mm -hmm. happening because I, I have compassion for it then like, oh, wait, this is why, like, I am just going to feel really tired for the next couple of days. So let me just take some of the things off my plate. I'm giving myself more permission using that time to make the change more so than I would just like in the middle of some random week. You know, I'm actually letting that natural cycle in my body say, guess what? You know, more massage, less on time and go to bed earlier if you can, you know, just whatever, take a bath, just whatever that normally I might say, oh, I don't need to do that. I can eh, do that later. I'm like, nope, nope, it's time. My body says, because I'm on my period, I'm going to take extra care. And so it's giving, and that's taken years. I, I, I mean, I've been reading yeah. women's bodies, women's wisdom. Like I read that in my twenties. I've been like trying to implement yeah. her teachings. Um, that's Northrop, Christine Northrop, you know, yeah. like I've been trying to love my my cycle for a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm finally starting uh, to do it. Finally. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's it. Like, you know, none of this is something that everyone's going to be able to implement tomorrow. You know, like it's a practice, it's a deliberate practice, you know, but I think if we can start to understand the importance of managing our energy and being more aware of the way we flow. And, and I think you can see it by, 
you know, that exhaustion cycle. Like that's, I think how we normally, we, we often don't sort of become aware or contemplate when we're feeling up. It's usually when we're exhausted or when our body's not working the way we want to, or when we're, you know, just really tired or overwhelmed. Like that's when we start to say, what the hell's going on? And I, you know, I'm tired of this and I'm resisting this. Like, I think that's when we're, we become more aware that something's happening. And I think we have to look at that cycle of exhaustion because, you know, in a natural ebb and flow, you may have a couple of days where you just have lower energy. And so then you just might cruise through it a little bit easier, take a few things off your plate, minimize your time, you know, let yourself rest. But what happens in general is that we push past that or we push ourselves in those low energy times and then we crash and it's days or weeks before we're up again. And I think that's what, like people don't realize in a business that momentum that you lose by exhausting yourself is not worth it. Like it's so, it takes so much time to get that momentum back. Whereas if you were just allowed yourself a nap, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the next day you'd probably be back in your normal momentum. Yes. Yes. Now I was just having a conversation with a very busy entrepreneur about this. And he was saying that he's like, I'm just very, I'm, he says, I'm just so essential to so many aspects of my business. So people depending on him and he is, he's got like a lot of money, a lot of responsibility. And so he's carrying all of these roles and feeling like he's essential to them. So he's like, basically, I just keep going, keep going, doing everything that I can. And eventually my body will get so sick that I will have the flu. And he's like, that's when I rest. (laughs) He's like, my, my body gets the flu and I surrender and then I'm sick. And he said, but the sad thing is, is that's become like my self care, which is he hit, he was attending a self care, um, workshop that I was offering because he Mm. wanted to learn how do you do this differently? Because he had just been yeah. going and going until his body would literally shut down for several weeks and that would be his rest. And then he'd have yeah. to get, but like you said, that's such a hit to con- to be completely out. And yeah. we don't have to take such long times off if, I mean, sometimes I'd love two week vacations or four week, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but if we're watching that ebb and flow and we're doing small breaks, you know, um, one of my yoga teachers, somebody that was, they call it, she called them yoga snacks. Like when she needed mm-hmm. her breaks, she's like there. And I, I think you could do that. Think of energy. An energy snack is not necessarily mm-hmm. I'm going to go consume energy. It's like, how am I going to take a little energy snack? What's going to give me energy? Is it mm-hmm. five minutes of just staring out my window and drinking my tea and zoning mm-hmm. out, turning all things? So no beeps, no notifications. <laughs> Um, and just watching the birds. Is it going to take a power nap? Is it listening to music you love or going outside and just sitting and feeling the breeze on your face? You know, it doesn't have to be that we take these long breaks from work. We need these little mini pulses so that our Mm. day is more rhythmic versus that big power push. And then we're like trying to catch up and yeah, fuel ourselves. Yes. Like that's so important. And I think, I think a lot of the reasons why we feel like we need vacations as, you know, humans, and we feel like we need, you know, to weeks off and time off is because there's no management of our energy, right? So we're so exhausted that we have to have a big break to recover. And then we go right back into the, into the same kind of operations. 
And so, you know, we're talking about a, a system overhaul. We're talking about an operational overhaul. It's about creating practices. It's about becoming more aware. And so, you know, part of it is becoming aware of, you know, your natural cycle and your natural ebb and flow. And that will be totally uniquely different for everyone. So don't compare yourself to someone else. Don't look at what they're doing. You can use people as inspiration for ideas, but you really have to start to, to become aware of your own natural rhythm. But I think what we also have to look at is the patterns that we have that are draining us of energy. So there is the natural flow and where we sort of, you know, push past. And so some of that's what we've talked about already. But I think one of the other things we have to talk about is the ways, especially as women, that we overmanage other people. We over-deliver, we over-own our responsibility because this is what I see in a lot of my clients. They're out there trying to energetically hold the world or energetically hold their clients or energetically hold their families. And so all their energy is drained completely out of their body by trying to hold everything else. Mm -hmm. And we need to talk about that because that is a huge part of why we're not managing our energy properly. Yes, I agree. It's the ways in which energy is just le- what we call energy leaks, right? Yes. Um, and identifying those in your life is really important. And one of the common ways for women to leak energy is being overly responsible, over-functioning. So one thing that I have started doing lately is asking myself, is this really mine yeah. to take? You know, is it mine to take with my kids? I'm having to do that with my teenage daughter because there's a lot that she still wants me to take on. And I'm her mom and I'm used to her being younger. I'm trying to get we're like, oh, wait, she's almost an adult now. She's turned 17. She can do these things for herself. But I was over functioning and I still find myself when it's something I'm worried about, take care of that for her. So you do it in your personal relationships. You do it in business and just stopping for a moment and giving yourself, you know, you talked about space, literally mindfulness is a moment where you just have a re before you react or do something, you just take a little space. The input comes in, you get the information, (laughs) you pause and you just take a little space. And then you think about, well, what do I want to do in this situation? And, and the question I'm asking is, is this mine? Is it mine to solve? Is it mine to fix? Is it an action I should be taking? Or should I just step back and breathe and own what's mine? And the more I'm doing that, the more that person or that situation, somebody else steps to the plate. And it's awesome because it probably was never really mine to begin with. I just kind of, you know, and, and those of us that are leaders and go-getters, like we are entrepreneurs. We like to jump in. And going all in has gotten us very far in our businesses. But going all in all the time yeah. is a practice that we should reflect on and yeah. pull back and just be like, hey, this isn't mine to jump into right now. Yeah. And this is what I find is that so much of our mismanagement of energy is really about what we're overowning, what we're taking on or what we're putting out. You know, so however you look at it, I think sometimes we take burdens on, sometimes we put our energy out trying to hold things. Um, but it is so much, a you know, really coming to understand where our boundary is. Like, you know, this is my body. This is my energy field. I can only do really what is, you know, empowered in that space, but we're so often trying to go out and 
like be responsible for others, hold others, fix others, do all these things. And they're not ours. It's not our field. We can come to it with guidance. We can come to it with support. We can be present with someone. And, you know, that was, I was recently talking to a client who, you know, feels like she has to energetically hold everyone's emotions that she's working with. And so she's exhausted after working with clients all day. Well, who wouldn't be? And so then I think some people start to contemplate, maybe I'm in the wrong business, you know, and it's not that they're in the wrong business. It's actually, they're just mismanaging their energy. And if they were, you know, more present without being responsible for, or without having to hold somebody else, that in and of itself is such a gift and they would not be drained by the end of the day. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's a, not a sign that you're not fit for that particular role. It just means it's a role that you're the nuance of holding space means also being aware of where you stop and start, you know, where you stop and they start and you're just like, okay. And being able to learn how to release. That was something I had to learn as a therapist is, you know, in the beginning I took it on and I would have to release it. Now I actually don't take it on as much anymore at all because I kind of feel it during a session. I feel it coming and then I just breathe it out and hand it right back over, just energetically, just push it back over because you're doing an, an, an injustice to your client too. If you take that mm. on, cause they came yep. to you to process it, um, to actually own it for themselves so that they can live with it. So if you keep taking it from them and holding it, then they're not getting to do the work. Right. Absolutely. So that's something Absolutely. To really remember, um, something else that you just said about, Oh, I forgot what it was, but yeah, just so many good little nuggets. And to respond to what you're just saying too, I wish that there was sort of some of that training. I feel like I do some of that training with my clients, but I feel like there's not enough training for people who are in some of these caregiving positions. Like therapists, it's more structured. They have more training. But you look at terms like coaches, consultants, wellness practitioners, like certain industries, like pretty much all the industries I work with are care industries. We're supporting another person. They're going to have emotions that they hit and have to work through. You know, there's all these pieces. And yet we've never been taught how do we protect our boundaries? How do we protect their boundaries? How do we, you know, hold space without taking on the energy? Like all of this energy management is just yeah. something we've never even had right. like talked yeah. about. Yeah. Cause everything is always on the craft, you know, like learning mm-hmm. how to do that modality, how to work yeah. on that person or how to coach them. And I know body, yeah. I have lots of body workers that come through my practice and they're just like, um, this was not quite, I mean, they touched on it, <laughs> but yeah. there was not enough training and enough practice. And even most of my education around it came from my supervisors later when I was already in practice more so than it came from like my actual coursework. Uh, or professors. And I think that you're right. It's just an unspoken skill that's so important for all of us that are in service industries and more and more women entrepreneurs are opening businesses every day that are in this line of care work Mm. and wellness work. Why not? Like, this is what we know. We're relationship-based. We're good at this. We've been doing it. Now we're finding ways of doing this for our careers. Um, and I think that piece is great that we're learning how to step into that skill and how to make a career from that. But maybe because it was in this personal sphere, we learned a lot about relationships through our family system or through, you know, just our (laughs) close friendships. And then you get into these professional spaces and you have to understand that, yes, maybe you could be the one that held all the emotions for your close friends and family, but now you're holding space 
for not only clients, but if you have an online business and presence, you're energetically trying to hold space for everyone on your Facebook group or everyone on yeah. that's following your podcast or, you know, and no. people forget like the energetic strings that you're putting out there. Um, yeah. And there was a face, uh, I just had a conversation with a friend who was commenting on, she was observing this one person who had a more of a social Facebook. It wasn't a business related one, I believe, but she was getting exhausted by um, moderating the Facebook because she was taking everything so personally. So when people would have yeah. an issue there, she felt like she needed to resolve it. If people left the group, she felt like she'd done something wrong. And so yeah. I thought, oh, wow. So how many women are doing that even in their business Facebook mm. groups and taking on way more than oh. they need to? Yes, because if you're dealing with individuals, you are dealing with the sort of the topic of energy management any way you slice it. So it's like you can be ignorant of it. You can be unaware of it. But if you're working with individuals of any kind, you are dealing with energy management, even if you're in corporate, even if you've got coworkers, even if you've like the many, many facets, and especially if you have clients, because what happens with clients is we feel a responsibility. There's an exchange of value. They're paying us. We feel responsible for them. And if we've never really contemplated energy management or looked at, you know, what is the real value and where's the boundaries that most people are over-delivering, over-functioning, you know, in order to be able to provide more and more and more value. And that's a value issue, which we've talked about a few times before and we're not going to get into today. But yes. I think this is such an important part of energy management. Yes. And women traditionally do find value or feel like we're giving value by being that caring person. Like uh, that's, that's what we've been rewarded for in our culture. And so, yeah, we can kind of get caught not realizing that we're out of balance in our own energy systems. And then it starts just a cycle of, yeah, exhaustion. And then we find ourselves thinking it's us. Oh my goodness. I'm just not able to handle it. Like, look at all those other women. They're fine, <laughs> but we're not all fine. And that's why Sonia yeah. and I are talking about this. We're not all fine. <laughs> This is not okay. We all need no. more rest and we all need more space and maybe starting to shift the paradigm on what does it mean to work sustainably and bringing yes. that out and showing and being being really excited to show maybe that you're doing your business differently in a way that sustains your energy levels, making that a part of what you share with your clients or, you know, about your your work is that you're doing it differently that you're doing it in a way that's much more sustainable. Exactly. And I, and I think, you know, we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but I think it would be really good. Like some of the practical sides of this is it really is first about awareness. Like I know that sometimes people are like, Oh, but give me the tactics and the strategies, but well, being aware is really the first step. It is, the, it is the strategy. And so I think when you're aware of your energy, how it flows, where you get exhausted, where, you know, even things you do in your business that, you know, you can feel the exhaustion as soon as you do them, that's an area to look at. And so the awareness piece is really important. And then really, you know, it's great to get support or help from someone like me or Laura, someone who can help you look at where your boundaries are, you know, where you're not managing energy effectively, what parts of your business business are not working or what parts internally and your relationships aren't working, which is more like Laura's area. And I think, you know, that that's really helpful to get support. But even in your own self, it's about then setting some boundaries. Okay, I'm realizing that I'm exhausted all the time. And so I just need to take a nap. 
every day. So, you know, I mean, something like that, very simple, but, but starts to produce that ability to be like, okay, I just need more sleep. You know, I need a little bit more energy Um, or, Hey, I need 30 minutes break between all my clients that I'm seeing, you know, because I just need 30 minutes to just recharge, just like brush off that energy and prepare for the next client or, Oh my gosh, I realize I'm draining myself because I'm holding on the energy of my clients. So it's just literally becoming aware and then setting some boundaries. That is some of the practical first steps. Um, And then I would really seek out getting some support because sometimes we can't see our patterns or we can't see where we're draining energy and we misdiagnose it because we think, oh, you know, I, I must just not like my job at all. I must just not like my business at all because I'm just drained all the time. When, when there's just tiny little tweaks that could completely change that around. Yeah. Yes. I think those are great. And, um, if people are kind of wondering how they can become more aware, um, just noticing your energy levels through the day, like being curious and maybe having an energy journal, you could just kind of start by not having to change anything, but just jot down, you know, like noticing energy highs that kind of where you're good and running. And then when you're low and maybe you're just your sleep patterns or how often you're eating when you're hungry. You know, being hungry and being able to eat is a sign that our parasympathetic nervous system is on unless we're like, force eating because we're just like, I got to eat, you know, and then you start noticing, oh, wait, I wasn't really hungry. So that was my sympathetic nervous system arousal was just like still going. Mm -hmm. So there's things that um, you can do to kind of start observing with curiosity before you need to change anything. That's what I tell my clients all the time. Like, let's just start observing. We don't have to change it yet, but just start watching learning and then you'll start to see things that you didn't see before and you'll feel it when you didn't feel it before then you can start noticing what you might want to shift or tweak um, and doing those little energy snacks like start being playful and curious like what gives you energy not just how are you depleted but like what gives you that little boost what do you do yes you know so. I love that. I'm, I'm going to take that with me out of this episode is I'm going to have my energy snacks every day. I'm going to make a little list of here's my energy snacks. <laughs> and every day I'm going to take energy snacks. It's Yay. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that sound, it sounds, it is better than food. It's like energy snacks, like from yes. all sorts of things. Let's do yeah. it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, talk to you next week.